You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, verses um, 10. Uh, as you make your way there, just uh, if you don't mind in honor of God's Word, if you're physically able, stand. If you're not physically able, that's fine. But if you can stand in honor of reading God's Word, uh, we'll read a few verses there. Um, Paul is addressing the Philippian believers, and he's explaining to them how they can live a joy-filled life, how a Christian can live a joy-filled life. And as chains are clanking on his wrists and ankles, he makes them sound like heavenly bells. He makes them sound like heavenly bells, and we'll see that as we get into the passage tonight. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. He says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at your last care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in request of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer. Verse 13 is one that many would know by heart. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Let's pray. Father, we come before you tonight. God, thank you for the opportunity to open up your word and to hear from you. God, I am nobody, and I pray that you would move me aside and use me to communicate your message, that your spirit would quit work in the hearts and lives of your people, and that your word that comes alive is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray, God, that we will be reminded of the simple truth that we can have contentment in life no matter what happens in the ups and downs of life. And we know that 2020, we had many ups and downs. And God, I pray that you would help us to take heed to it. And I pray, God, that you receive all the honor and glory for everything that's said and done here tonight. We love you, and we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. For vacation last year, uh, we went to a place called Silver Dollar City. Silver Dollar City is an attraction uh, like a amusement park. It's a Christian-based uh, amusement park, so they have lots of different things there. They have where they have uh, where people are making um, smith, silversmith work, and they make uh, axes and different things like that. They also have a, a, a blowing. A, a glass blowing where they make glass arts and different figurines and uh, statues. And they also have roller coaster rides and amusement things. And I love that kind of thing. I'm a, I love adrenaline things that gets the ups and downs, the, the rides. And I try to get my wife to ride with me sometimes. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not sure if I want to do that. And so well, we took the boys this last year on vacation to Silver Dollar City. And as we got there, uh, well, we're with them, so we're going to go ride the little kitty rides. Or they're going to ride the kitty rides because they're going to enjoy it. And so um, there they're riding the kitty rides. And there happens to be in this kitty area where Silas really loves to ride the puppy that bounces around and goes around. There's this one called Fireman Fall. And Fireman Fall is where it has air pressure that builds up and it shoots up a tall ladder. Just, you sit in a seat and it goes straight up and it goes up and then it comes back down and it goes back up and it comes back down. And I love that ride. I rode it probably 11 or 12 times. I even, because um, I'm, I'm very cheap, 
and I don't like to pay for the tickets. So I took a video of myself on it saying how much I loved it, so I remembered that I would want to buy tickets again to go next time we could go, because I am cheap. But they go up and down. We go on roller coaster rides, and you go up and down on the roller coaster rides, up and down. And in life, many circumstances that come our way can be up one minute and down the next. We can be up one minute with different things going on in life, and the next thing you know, it's down. Up and down. And Paul is here, and Paul has experienced that all too well, just of the circumstances that can be up or down. He said, I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. As Paul's writing, and he begins in chapter 4, he talks about the, the unity that needs to be in the church there at the church of Philippi. And he goes on and explains in verses 5 through uh, 7, 4 through 7, about that the confident prayer brings perfect peace. And he tells them that if you, when you worship instead of worry, you have a peace that passes all understanding, and the peace of God will be with you. And he talks in verses 8 through 9 about how that we can have the right thinking, God-centered thinking. And he continues on there in verse 10 about how that we can be content in life no matter of the ups that we have or the downs we have in life. No matter what life circumstances take place in our life, we can be content. But how can we be content? Well, Paul explains to us how that we can be content. Let's look into it and see what he is talking about there. In verse 10 it says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly. See, Paul had knew, the Philippian believers had met a need that Paul had. And he, he rejoiced in the Lord. Paul rejoiced in the Lord because they had once again sent him a gift. And Paul didn't just rejoice, but he rejoiced greatly. See, joy fills the book of Philippians, and joy is bursting from Paul's lip as he is writing this letter to them. The phrase, now at your last care of me have flourished again, seems to imply that Paul was in a difficult situation. He may have been praying for a need, and once again, the love that the Philippian believers had for Paul blossomed and came forth to them. Paul told the Philippian believers, just like a tulip that blossoms from fresh waters and sunlight in the springtime, so has your care for me flourished again. And here Paul is, he's, he's, he's acknowledging that they, the Philippian believers had once again sent him a gift. But notice how he focuses on the gift. He, he ultimately knows the provider of the gift is the Lord, that the Lord had used the Philippian believers to give them that gift. See, Paul, Paul realized that God transforms the act of giving and receiving from a human horizontal to a, a divine triangle. See, God gives us the ability and all the resources that we need to be able to give to someone else that needs it. And then, in fact, when they use that gift or they receive that gift, like missionaries that you support, that you give financially help to, they receive that gift and then they thank God and praise God and God is glorified. And Paul is, real, is, is mentioning that, that he praises God for the gift that the believers had given him and he praises God for that because he says he rejoiced greatly in the Lord. And Paul realized that the gifts come from the Lord, and the Lord uses man and the, the church to provide that gift. But he goes and says that, um, at the last care of me hath, um, hath flourished again, wherein you, lack, you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. That the, the, the word lacked opportunity means that uh, they literally means unseasonable, or that they weren't able to help the last time that they, Paul needed help. 
It didn't mean that they didn't care about Paul. It just meant they, they didn't have the opportunity to help them. Paul told the church that he was not writing them to tell them about his needs, but he had a, not that I, not that I speak in respect of want. There in verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want. See, Paul has something greater here he wants to communicate to the church there at Philippi. Something more important that he wants to get across than just the fact that he, the financial need or whatever is going on there, he has a greater need. See, Paul is trying to communicate to the believers there at Philippi that he has learned to be content in life's varying circumstances. See, Paul right there in verse 11, it says, For I have learned in whatsoever state I am there to be with content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer. Paul learned to be content. The laboratory of his life's experiences provided continuous opportunities for him to learn the attitude of contentment. That no matter what happened, whether he was uh, down or up, whether he faced shipwreck or whether he was uh, leading someone to the Lord, he knew how to be content. See, there's a group of philosophers there in Philippi and around the area. In Acts chapter 17, verses 15 through 21, they're the Stoics. And they believe that contentment is just being void of everything around, just emptying yourself of everything and say, whatever happens, happens. It's okay. But they were relying on self-sufficiency instead of true sufficiency that comes in Christ. And Paul is addressing the believers there that they can have a true sense of contentment that comes only through Christ's strength. Paul knew that contentment wasn't born in self-sufficiency, but it was born in the Christ's sufficiency and relying on Christ's strength. He goes, I know how to both be a base and a bound. Someone said that the word abase means to be in need or in destitute. Paul was in prison as he writes this letter to the Philippian believers. He's in chains, and he didn't get three meals a day. He didn't get room service. He didn't get hot showers. He didn't have it made. He was in prison for preaching the gospel. And as he's in prison, he's writing saying, I know how to be content when I'm a base. No matter what's going on in life, we all experience times that are a base, like those roller coaster rides when you're down there and your stomach's turning and you, you might be scared. We all experience those when COVID hit or maybe health crisis happened or maybe someone you love passes away or maybe when elections don't go the way that they're supposed to go and you have no control over it. Maybe someone might have lost their job and they have no control over it. Maybe a car problems. In life circumstances, there's times that you're just a base and life is down, circumstances aren't great. Paul experienced that too. He was chained to Roman prisons. He experienced shipwreck. He was beaten. He was stoned three times. Paul experienced a lot of hardships in life and sufferings. As we heard Sunday night, the sufferings that happens, that come. But Paul didn't just learn to be content when he was abased. He said, I've learned to be content when I'm abound. He says, 
in everything, in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, to both to abound and to suffer need. The word abound means prospering and full, to exceed, to have more than enough. You and I both have experienced that good help when we have financial stability, when we have a raise at work, or when we get a new car, or maybe the birth of a baby, or maybe it's getting that card in the mail with a gift in it for your birthday, a financial gift. Or we all experience times when things are abound, that you, you don't have a need for anything. Everything's been met, and you have what you need. And Paul is sitting here, and he's writing the Philippian believers that he has learned that no matter what happens in life, whether things could be bad, things are not going well, or, or things are going great, and you're on the, the ups of, of the roller coaster ride in life, and circumstances are going right great, or they're, going, or they're not going so well, he is saying that he has learned to be content no matter what comes his way. Paul didn't just live in complete detachment from the circumstances of life. He, he knew that everything was ordered by the Lord and all is well. He knew that God was in control of everything that goes, wrong, uh, goes around in life, all the circumstances, and he knew that all was well. Paul faced those circumstances through Christ's strength. In verse 13 it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Contentment is cultivated through Christ's strength. That your relationship with Christ, your, your daily walk with Christ, your, your, the joy, true joy comes through your relationship with Christ. Knowing that you draw from Christ's strength. You don't draw from the world's strength saying the, a good presence in office so everything's going great. You can draw from Christ's strength during that time. But now there's a bad president, you can still draw from well, you can still draw from Christ's strength and know that God's in control, that whether ups or downs, you know that God's in control and that He is watching over everything, and you know that God is enough. No matter what is going on around in the world, whether finances are low or something, something, something happened and you don't have the, the finances that you might need, you know that God is enough. Maybe something's going on with your health. God is enough. You say that I know that Christ, my relationship with Christ, I can be content no matter what happens or what comes away my lot in life. See, Paul had many situations in life where he was in poverty and prosperity, and he still said, God is enough. He knew that in all life circumstances, he needed to be dependent upon Christ's strength. See, Paul didn't claim it power in himself. It's all in Christ. Verse, chapter 3, verse 9, he is found in Christ. Chapter 1, verse 21, for me to live is Christ. Chapter 2, verse 24, trust in the Lord. Chapter 3, verse 10, to, that I may know him, that, that I may know Christ. The intimate relationship with Christ is a source of Paul's strength. So Paul drew from the strength that he had in Christ and his relationship with Christ, no matter what happens. Contentment is cultivated through Christ's strength. He realized that he was a child of the King. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. The ruler, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knew that everything that happened in life, no matter what, he had Christ as his Father, 
his king who controlled everything and he knew that no matter if the times were up or times were down, circumstances were good or circumstances were bad, that he had Christ as his king and Lord, Lord, that he was a child of the king, that God is in control. Paul didn't let circumstances take him on roller coaster rides to ups and downs, ups and downs. Paul's contentment was not a passive acceptance of a whatever will be will be attitude, but more of an active pursuit of the goal to know and preach Christ, to know and preach Christ, to, to find contentment through Christ's strength. Paul continued to press on the mark. In Paul's mind, he needed only one thing, which is Christ, that Christ is enough. Therefore, nothing else mattered. It was all about Christ. Everything could be taken away or everything could be given to him, and he knew that he was content in life. In life, there are many circumstances that come our way, some that we just can't control what's going on in life. There could be times of good times or bad times, abased, or abounding. So how do you respond to life's varying circumstances? 2020 just happened. COVID happened. Everything shut down. How was the response to everything that took place when things were abased? Did we draw from Christ's strength or were we allowing the roller coaster to bring us down to that level, or did we pull from Christ's strength? Maybe you find contentment in a job, or in financial gain, or in a relationship, in a position, in entertainment, or in self. Maybe you just have to have that new next thing, that boat or that whatever it might be that would bring you joy or contentment. You don't have to allow circumstances to control you, but rather allow Christ to control you. We all know circumstances have an effect on us, but we can be content through Christ's strength. God is enough, no matter what happens out there. I could be up one day, I'm going to say, God is enough, and I'm going to continue going on. I could be down the next day, and I could say, you know what? God's in control. I'm content. I'm, 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 I'm drawing from my strength in my relationship through Christ. I'm drawing from Christ's strength and saying, Christ is enough. So, where do you find your contentment? Is it through Christ? Or is it through another avenue? Paul he drew his strength from Christ. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. It's not just a, a one-time thing. It's a learned state. That's what he says there in verse 12. In all things, the latter half of that verse, everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. He is instructed. It's a learned state through his walk with Christ that he's learned from Christ, every, as every day passed by, he learned 
from Christ and through Christ's strength, how to both be abased and have abound and be content through life's circumstances. As a young boy, I joined the volunteer fire department in Weldon, and uh, I would go there and I would spend time there and I would go on calls and different things like that. Well, there's a guy named there is Jerry Wells. And Jerry Wells worked for Coca-Cola and he also worked there for the fire department. And he was a lieutenant training officer. And Jerry, brother Jerry was a big man. I mean, he was six foot tall, I mean, strong. And I mean, he was a hoss. And I remember times that we would go to the house fire and he used to be able to go down and just kick the door down and bust it down and go into the burning house and, and we'd go in training and uh, he was a, a hoss and he was strong and then he learned that he had cancer. And shortly after that, it took his leg. And I remember going to the fire department and I was up there and I was talking to him and he was happy and he was cheerful and it was joyful. And I'm like, how can this be? How, how can he be so happy and content? Well, I remember going up there at times and during the day, as he's there at shift, and he had his Bible out. He would be reading his Bible. He, he found contentment through his relationship with Christ. His health failed him, but he was content with what God had for him. No matter what came his way, he was content through life's circumstances. I don't know what 2021 has for us, but we can be content through Christ with strength in me. Contentment is cultivated, cultivated through Christ's strength, that relationship you have with Christ. So I want to ask a couple questions and we're done. Thank you for good attention. Where are you drawing your strength from? Are you content? Are you on ups and downs in life? Ups and downs like the roller coaster. One minute you're up here, the next minute down, you're down here. Are you content no matter what comes your way through Christ's strength? Because that's where we get our strength from. It's not us, it's only through Christ which strengthens me. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.